0: Welcome to episode 61 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave?
1: Well, as usual, sir, better than most, not as good as some. How are you doing today?
0: Uh, Just wonderful. Another not-as-impromptu, impromptu impromptu Saturday recording session. Mm -hmm. I think you you might end up liking it better because you don't have to get up for work the next day. True. I can live with Saturday or Sunday because I don't get up for work Sunday or Monday, so... Hey, whatever works best for the both of us is fine with me. And um, it's been so cold lately. <laughs> How cold has it been, Mike? Um, it, you know, It's been so cold lately. Um, I usually bring my pre-pods and what we're going to be drinking for the uh, current episode pods in my Monster Cooler, fill it up with ice. Yeah. And I got the beer at the ready, and I don't have to keep getting up and running and get some. And it's been so cold lately, this cooler is set out in the garage and i am using the ice from episode 61 <laughs> that, that <laughs>
1: you know it's it's cold it's i didn't cold. i did
0: not add a cube it's the same <laughs> ice that i brought from the south studios over to the garage or the north studios and yeah. i'm reusing it tonight
1: well that i you know i had to put some uh i had to put some pop and beer in the refrigerator to keep it from freezing
0: actually i had to do you one better we had to in fact i just brought some dasani water in the house because it was in the garage, actually it was in the refrigerator and it was still freezing and it's because our refrigerator in the garage is a piece of shit and it's not sealed, you know, so...
1: right. Okay.
0: But all we do is put like pop and beer out there anyway. So it's, I mean, it's, it's not, right. a, you know, no great loss or anything. But so I had to bring the water from the refrigerator in the garage to the kitchen floor <laughs> just to let the water, you know. But hey, it's water, so I mean, yeah. the ice melts; it'll still be water.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, but episode sixty one shows you how the uh, the sharks in Vegas know what they're doing and when they're setting the number because if you remember, any of the listeners remember back in say, sometime December, the odds makers put it at I think it was nine to one Tampa that Tampa. we would pass or Nick Witsky says we said I we said it would we would pass. I thought I said we'd catch. So we'd have <laughs> to go back to the tape but okay. uh, our friends that don't forget the popcorn and episode 61 oh, does yeah. tie them at episode 61 and the, the, the criteria was by Valentine's Day, which of uh. course is tomorrow. Yeah. Huh. So we we've caught them. So if Nick is right, and if the bet was we pass them, then those that say we wouldn't pass them would be winners because we didn't pass them, but we caught them. Um. So uh, what what did you bring for us here, David?
1: I I've got a uh, it's called Crooked Tree. It's a West Coast IPA uh, from Dark Horse Brewing in Marshall, Michigan, and it comes in at seven percent. Uh, ABV, with fifty IBUs.
0: Okay, should be shouldn't be very better than. No. Cro- crooked tree. That actually, um, I want that could be somebody's. Uh, they could refer to a porn star as that. <laughs> that that could be like his nickname behind his back. Crooked, crooked tree.
1: tree.
0: Whoa.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Shit! Shoot! Shoot! Not good. And crooked tree
0: just went off in my mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what she said.
0: All right. Hey, live podcasting at its finest.
1: Yep that that was a fumble.
0: Yeah, one of those. It must be the the pressurization of the walk from the north studio to the south studio, or the south studio to the north studio, because I brought a couple over your place that shouldn't have any reason to just bombard like that. But hey, that's all right. Yeah, we'll we'll overcome.
1: Brings a little excitement to the pod. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Now, see, I really like that because it's not too fruity, but you still get
0: a cit- citrus. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no fruit taste at all to it. A little, a little more bitter than I was expecting than, with fifty the IBUs. 50 but I mean, not, I mean, not uh, bitter, bitter beer face look by any stretch of the imagination
1: no but this is actually comes uh unfiltered unpasteurized so that might be you know part of that process might take some of the bitterness out of you know some of the other beers that that say they come in at 50 ibus all
0: right um hey before we get into i've got a uh near correction and a you know not really a correction but but before we get to that hey um I I was working today, uh, as the listeners know. My schedule is Tuesday through Saturday, and what a blatant attempt of someone hitting on me! I I was pretty flattered. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, to know that you know the champ. Well, actually, ex-champ,
1: FFAE champ still. Right, but
0: but you got to go with the money league champ. You know, the trophy right here. The FFAE league doesn't have the trophy, but you know, so the ex-champ has to know he still has it, and. I know she was hitting on me because I was, I was in a store filling the cooler, and she came up to me and said, "Sir, do you know that accepting Jesus Christ into your life is the most exp- the most important decision you'll make today?" And I'm like, "Didn't really, I didn't even really know what to say? I thought it was such a blatant come on that I didn't even know how to react to that, Dave. I mean that that has to be what it was. I mean, because you don't drop that on somebody unless you're interested in them. At least that's what I thought when yeah. I was filling the cooler.
1: Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest I I wouldn't have thought that but hey you know to each their own
0: well I mean I thought it was a pretty forward approach there right? is a,
1: there is a like a matchmaking site for Christians you know so right that well could have I mean, been part of their deal
0: right but she I mean that's why I thought it was a you know a pickup line because you know she didn't know if I was Muslim atheist or, she didn't know what my belief was and she's going to drop that nugget yeah, on yeah. Me, so I that she. I'm going to bed tonight saying she hit on me. <laughs> so at least I had that going for me today at work, which is nice. Um all right, anyway. As we were talking about TB12 last Saturday.
1: Is this a corrections
0: corner? Yes. And yes, I am an idiot because I knew this and I'm glad I was I was called out on it. Um as we were like I said, we were talking about his, you know, role in the Super Bowl, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. And I said, you know, no, no Michigan fans wanted Drew Henson. They didn't want Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. I said, and look, the guys could, you know, worst case scenario is going to be six and four in the Super Bowl. As it turns out, he's now seven and three, which, by the way, one of the very, 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 very few things I've fucking gotten right on this pod <laughs> is taking the Buccaneers into points because, um, right. uh but anyway, I I said mentioned that hey, not bad for a seventh round draft pick. Mm-hmm. And sometimes listener at the Fishman Eight follow him on Twitter. He brought it to my attention and set the record straight. Actually, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round, sixth round, not the seventh round. And the other one, the other correction, but not really a correction. It was just like an oversight because there was no wrong or right answer to this. You and I were talking about your our favorite series. Yep. And I mentioned, I said, Outlander has got to be one of my favorites, yada, yada, yada. And I was called on the car, but I didn't know where you went, were going with that. I would sleep with Jamie, the male character of it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, and I said, well, it's definitely behind Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad. and Outlander is my third favorite series. And Chuck McPeak, loyal listener, said he he damn near drove off the road because um, he was certain That I would have mentioned the uh, Timothy Oliphant series, uh, you know, where Timothy Oliphant plays Raylan Givens in the series Justified. And Chuck, you are correct. Justified, I'm I'm going to say Justified is better than Outlander, and I'm actually going to even say Justified is better than Breaking Bad. Uh, So I'll go Sons of Anarchy and Justified. Uh, Thanks for bringing. I'd say follow Chuck on Twitter, but he's not on Twitter. I know he's on Facebook, but do you follow people on Facebook, or do you friend them? Or uh, what? Friend them, okay. yeah. Yeah, friend Chuck on Facebook. I don't think he's been real active on any of the social <laughs> media, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, so, Justified. And then the other one that I said to him, I said, like, well, yeah, I'm actually kind of embarrassed. I didn't mention American Horror Story. Oh, and he's right. like, well, American Horror Story are like seven different... Yeah. They're not really related other than the fact that, you know, they're you know, Ryan Murphy created them yep. all and they you know a lot of the same actors are in all of them, but they're not really I mean you not could watch Not the same story. Right, you could watch season 2, not watch season 3, watch season 4 and not be lost or anything, so Correct. But yes, uh justified definitely would be one of my favorite series. And Yellowstone, like I say, I I can't rate it yet cuz I haven't nope. seen it
1: yet. Yeah. So, got to see that.
0: I'll just watch Dancing with Wolves and call it good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that
1: would not uh, that would not set you up for Yellowstone very well. All
0: right, now speaking of which, since the Super Bowl, yep, this, uh, yeah, Liz and I were busy, real busy watching TV. Well,
1: Mike, I don't think we should go into that. This is a oh, more yeah, of yeah, a family good, friendly show.
0: G- yeah, good call. <laughs> we, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I've got a foursome. Still family show, right
1: <laughs> but I'm bummed.
0: Uh, um Netflix season three of the center starring bill Pullman oh um good watch I mean it's like it's I think it's an eight se- episode series and that's one it's kind of it, that's one of those things where um season one other than the fact he's a detective yeah you could watch season two then season one then season three or season three season one season two that's a, i mean it's it's a new show. Every, every season. Uh-huh. So, um, we watched season three. He, he's a very annoying because I actually, we actually, Liz, actually, we didn't do it. Liz Googled because I said, is there something wrong with his neck or has he got like some, because it's almost uncomfortable watching him <laughs> act because he's, the listeners can't see this as I'm right. showing you, but like. like a
1: hunchback in Notre Dame. A hunchback
0: and like, like a, like a, like a almost, damn near a broken neck and, and he, he's, <laughs> he does it flawlessly and she googled it and there was nothing wrong with him. And he just that's that's part the of the ro- character. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hats off He's to good him. Good actor.
1: He's I, I like him.
0: Um second thing we watch is uh, called Crime Scene. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Four parts, probably about 45-ish minutes per part. And uh the the Cecil Hotel is in uh, Skid Row. Okay, Los Angeles. Sure. But what was very weird about it is part of the hotel is low income housing and part of the hotel is luxurious mm. hotel Okay, and then what I found interesting is you know, the actual the vanishing of the Cecil hotel actually it's the, at the Cecil hotel but right. the pre- specific story they were talking about is like kind of like yeah I don't know if I believe it or not and it's, it's definitely worth a watch but what I liked about the 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 show was the Cecil Hotel was actually the inspiration for the aforementioned Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story oh, hotel. Right, okay, and he that's where he kind of drew it from. Sure. And then at this point in episode sixty one, we almost got to consider him a beyond the grave friend of the pod. <laughs> Richard Ramirez used to live there.
1: Oh my God! Okay. And so you're connecting all the dots, and right he now. would come.
0: He, they said like he would just come to his room covered in blood, after some of his killings.
1: Figured he'd work and, at the he worked at the meat at the uh, butcher shop or something.
0: But it, that's Skid Row is so notoriously you know with, for crime and everything. Yeah. Nobody even thought anything of it. He just come <laughs> up to his room and flop you know because he was paying yeah. like I think they said it was like twenty two dollars a night sure. or whatever it was. Hey um, Richard, how, how's it going today?
1: How's work? Oh, it was killer, man.
0: <laughs> so. Um, that's a wonderful watch. Uh, you're one episode ahead of me, but I'll let you tell what you've watched later. Liz and I are through episode five of WandaVision. Like it a lot, although, in my opinion, not being a superhero, superhero genre person. Yeah. I didn't know Wanda Maximoff. And Vision were actual Avenger characters. I did not know that because I don't. I'm not. You even, don't follow it, right. right? And episodes one and two, I just thought it was kind of oh. a cute little fun series. You didn't know anything about, but episodes three, four, and five, they're really tying in yeah. the Avenger oh, yeah. aspect of it. So it's still a good watch, in my opinion, because she's a smoke show, and I like her, and I actually <laughs> like the guy who plays uh, Vision, Vision. But I don't like it as much as I did the first two episodes because it's it's turning into like I say yeah like a marvel exactly
1: backstory right
0: um and then the my, the final thing we've watched we just we got through it in two days and I know our conservative listeners out there are gonna struggle with watching this but I challenge you guys to watch it on Netflix two seasons fifteen episodes why why up season one was only seven episodes and, uh season two is eight uh, started huh. in 2018, uh, must not have got good ratings or whatever, and then COVID, whatever, whatever. And then the second season was done in 2021. So two seasons, three years, it's called Bonding. <laughs> and the 15 episodes, I would say the majority of them are 18 minutes. Okay. I mean, boom, oh, wow. doo, doo, pow. And... Our conservative listeners. The episodes out there, are eighteen minutes yes. long. Okay. Yeah, and our conservative listeners. Episodes <laughs> one through three are probably going to say no, I'm done. Yeah. But if you stick that, if you stick out the long haul, the fifteen, I'm hoping there's a season three. I liked it so much. Right. So,
1: I'll, I and won't. It's I, on what Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It, uh,
0: it's called Bonding. I won't give out any.
1: Is this something you should make sure the kids are in bed when you're watching it?
0: Um, if you have like 10 year old, I mean, like, our oh, that's kids, what I'm saying. Kid, like, yeah. No, I
1: mean, like, children. Oh,
0: yes, children, yes. Like, okay, you know, high schoolers, no. Oh, all right. Um, but there is actually, when you get by the debauchery, shall we say, of episodes one through three of season one, the rest of actually a decent little story. Okay. And again, you're not investing in anything in like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, you can get, you know, right. in one. Two pots of coffee Sunday morning, Chuck. You'll be able to get through this, unlike Nurse Jackie. So anyway, that's what I've been watching. How about you, Dave?
1: Uh, no, I've been watching my computer screen. I might as well be a uh, I might as well be a CPA uh, this time of year right now because all I'm doing is working. Um, I watched uh, Wandavision. I caught up all six episodes, so I won't give any spoiler alerts. But uh, that's the extent of my television.
0: So you're, so you're one ahead of me then because you watched last night. Correct. All right. Yep. So.
1: Yeah, I did not watch, didn't watch a single show. Oh, and also they started uh, basketball. So my son, he's playing basketball again. So there were two nights, uh, last week where I didn't get home from, you know, we left at quarter after six for, um, Alma and then, uh, got home at about quarter after 10 and then, uh, the home game, uh. I was hoping a couple of the referees would swallow their whistle, because it was foul after foul after foul after foul after foul, and those games get long and boring. And so I didn't get home till ten on that night either. So.
0: And when you're on the when you're on the short end of a forty two point deficit. Yeah, oh yeah, those, it makes it even games, longer. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, for sure. So.
0: Um, yeah. Um, hey, before we rate this. Yep. I think my mom wanted this as a random question, but. Mom, no offense. These are pretty, pretty easy. So <laughs> okay. I can't use it as a random question. So I'm just going to uh, um, give don't... you one. It's movie quotes. And she gave me an answer key as if I was going to need the answer key.
1: Yeah, well, you never know. You're asking me, so it could be. Well, uh, And
0: I'm going to give you the one that I feel that I could stump you with. All right. But uh, number, her number four, and it's, mind if we dance with your dates.
1: <laughs> Animal House. There we go. All right. Yeah. I might I might drop
0: not- I might drop one more on you, but like uh like I say a couple of them.
1: Uh sure. Uh she's <laughs> yeah, shaking yeah. her head no.
0: Otis <laughs> day. Otis day. He loves us. So um but yeah. You brought it. All you, right. you rated I'm it first. Going first.
1: Uh, I actually enjoy this a lot on a drinkability scale. It's pretty high for me. I could have a few of these. I'm going to go good flavor, probably, and and maybe it's just tonight. I don't know. Sometimes the palate's a little bit different. Normally, I would go for something a little sweeter, but I'm still, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to go 3.70, 3.75. Got to go a little higher. All
0: right. Now, the initial pull, we both commented that there's no fruitiness at all. And I'm not saying I like it overly fruity. But, here, let me see. I got one more. and I got a drink here. Good IPA flavor. Boy, That this is almost like a uh, conundrum. Mm.
1: Haven't had one of those in a while.
0: One drink. It's Like, yeah, I really like this lot. Second, next drink is like, eh, it's missing a little something. So, we, we go on a five scale, 4.5 being the highest. Obviously, it's nowhere near 4.5. Um, I'm gonna be in your area, I'm gonna go 348.
1: You know, sure, I got you. All right, let me look it up on untapped. Okay, well, we pretty much. Came pretty close to splitting the difference. Uh, with 93,000 check ins, it comes in at 3.69. All right, yeah. So
0: I was just below. You were, you know. Just a little bit above. A yep.
1: little bit above. And,
0: and I, again, I, I, I would I, like it. If, if you brought a six pack of this and we weren't doing a pod, I'm absolutely going to drink my second third. I'm not sure. going to say, oh, no, Dave, I'll sit, out, sit this one out. Right. You might be able to piss in a bottle. I ain't sitting out the second, third one. As long as there's alcohol in it. Right, right. <laughs> you am know, not just going to drink your piss.
1: All right. On that note, Mike, uh, we'll go to our second tasting, which is from Rochester Mills Beer Company in Auburn Hills, Michigan. It's the English Toffee Milkshake Stout. Now, they've got a bunch of milks- milkshake stouts uh, with different flavors, I believe. Yes. Uh, this is the English Toffee, obviously, which I just said. Which we've
0: never had. We've had the regular milkshake stout. I think we had the s'mores. S'mores, maybe I think. even like a double roasted milkshake stout or, or French. Of, yeah, yeah. But we've never had the English toffee because I would have remembered the satisfying your beer tooth on the label. And there's a couple of. them. It looks like Werther's originals, if if you will.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, if you're lactose intolerant, this is not the uh, this is not the brew for you. Uh, it has a proprietary seven malt blend. Ale brewed with milk sugars, and then of course that means lactose.
0: You you always like a beer when it has a proprietary seven malt blend.
1: Absolutely, God,
0: how can you go wrong? And and let's just hope it tastes better than piss. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for like it because I love Werther's Originals. Oh yeah. Now. I don't know if you get that. Are you the are you the hard? candy Werther? <laughs> Are you the hard? Give me a minute, Dave. <laughs> the the Werther's original hard candy, or do you like the little bit of the soft, creamy?
1: No, the harder one. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. The
0: soft, creamy ones is, is shit.
1: Oh yeah. What kind of notes you getting off of this? Nothing too
0: strong. No, there's a little. There's a hint of toffee to it though. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Well, Very smooth. I got, yeah, I got some of that toffee. A
0: little bit of toffee, and the toffee kind of reminds me, I'm, I'm, uh... Gun-shy of the bourbon. The, the toffee oh. hits with a little bourbon flavor, too. There's no bourbon in this thing. I'm like, you know, scared, you know, like, I'm that dog, like, whenever you slap your hands, the dog pisses his pisses in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, episode uh, 59, 59 at, yeah. on Destination Bourbon's YouTube channel, that bourbon has got me every time somebody <laughs> makes a loud noise, I piss my pants.
1: All right, so... <laughs> what's the line sorry tangent but that reminded me of the line from Christmas Vacation Oh yeah, when they're on
0: the, when they're on the alley, then, I got this metal plate I <laughs> got this metal plate man <laughs> the, the microwave goes off I, dip, I piss my pants and then he's like and he's like this side Clark nothing this side my part's wrong and Clark <laughs> he just gives him that look which by the way is the most they should have stopped the scene at that point because I absolutely, I love Christmas Vacation, as we talked about in our Christmas episode. But I absolutely abhor the saucer scene. It's like, come on, that's okay. I mean, I you know, it's a movie, I get yeah, it, but that's,
1: come on. It's a little goofy. But
0: anyway, you're going to ask me what I thought about J.J. Watt.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. What do you think about the J.J. Watt deal? Is that, just, is that because there's not a lot to talk about in the NFL right now, or is that a big deal?
0: No, in you know, because what franchise can't use a former great? I mean, I, I, you know, for a flicker of light, he was a game changer, and he's great. Was great. But what team that's almost there can't use a guy that's going to play five games a year? Right. Before he gets hurt with a major injury. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's just following Deshaun Watson's bandwagon about all the woes of the ownership, or he just wants his time, you know. Sure. Fresh start, maybe we'll give him a fresh start. But in my opinion, and again, you know, mark it down, because before the 2020 season started, I came out and I said with confidence, That Bill Belichick and the Patriots would have a much better season than Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So, hey, I got that going for me. But he's got some snaps left in him. Right. Now, if you're bringing him onto your defense and you're hoping he's going to anchor one of the ends and get you over the top, hopefully you don't pay too much for him. Right. If you can get him on the cheap and he can come in play sparingly you know like third and 13s and you mm-hmm. just put him on the edge and work his magic there's there's a possibility that there's some hope for him there but um
1: he's not he's not there he he doesn't have anything left for the grind
0: right and that's why i think they came to i mean it was mutual like he said hey release me and he said like yeah well we're not going anywhere with you so yeah we'll, yeah, we'll grant your wish and good luck to you and right you know somebody will sign him I mean, he's not gonna be without a job. Probably I mean, the Lions. Yeah, I don't think they're they're close <laughs> enough. I don't the Bears really don't need him. The Cowboys like teams like the Cowboys, um, he would work well on the Chiefs. Uh the Buccaneers, I don't know if they would need him coming off the Super Bowl, but right. But but yeah, so if he's going to be icing on the cake, it might it's gonna be worth it a might shot. Work. Okay. But I mean, if you're hoping to resurrect his glory of five years ago, you're wasting your money.
1: All right, agreed.
0: All right. um,
1: What else you got in football news? Anything?
0: uh, It's not really football news, but there's some uh, what-do-you-think, Dave's related to football. Okay. We're a day short of a week away from the Super Bowl, and I believe we both watched the game. Yep, I did. What was your take? on? Because I've read a lot of people that were just appalled by it. Some applauded him. Yada, yada, yada. So it depends on what side of the fence you're on. Late in the game, when when the final score is said and done, right. it was a fourth down play, Mahomes scrambles, goes to Tyreek Hill, and is broken up by rookie Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. And he clearly got right in his face and gave him the peace sign. Got a 15-yard penalty, backed his team up. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, I mean, if if he just flashed him the peace sign... Like you know. well, he
0: definitely taunted him because you got to know the backstory because oh. in week eleven or whatever, right? When the Chiefs scored, I think it was twenty eight oh. points in the first half, and yeah. on the second I touchdown, Tyreek Hill turned to Antoine Winfield and gave him the peace sign as he went into the end zone for his second or third touchdown of the day.
1: Yeah, so I remember Romo talking about that. I think, or somebody... and Romo
0: and Romo, who I normally love. Yeah. And uh, at the Fishman 8, I go round and round about this. At the Fishman 8, absolutely hates Tony Romo, thinks he's a cheerleader, whatever, whatever. I actually like Tony Romo, but I disagree to him 100% on this. I don't condone that. Th- th- that's unnecessary, uncalled for, and I don't condone that. And I'm like, hey, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Well, and, and Winfield right. decided to say, hey, look, it. you got me a few weeks ago. This is for the fucking Super Bowl, dude. Peace.
1: <laughs> no, I I would agree with you on that. No, I that is, you know, if he knocked him down, took his shoe off, and threw his shoe yeah. down the field, or it cost his
0: team the victory, <laughs> yeah,
1: or or uh, you know ran up to him and just started smacking him in the helmet repeatedly, that'd be a different thing. But yeah, no, heck, this is no with the backstory. Now that you're explaining it, and it's kind of coming fresh to my head again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's. I mean, should he have gotten the penalty? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they got it. Maybe, the, but... It, it was a
0: pulse possession yeah. penalty that meant nothing, but they had to flag him for it. I, I don't mind the penalty, but I love the fact that he did it. It's like, hey, you're going to fucking run your mouth to me?
1: Right. Uh, and you're going to get you know, it back. Yeah,
0: this is the Super Bowl. We're winning the Super <laughs> Bowl, cat. so that's your loss. Right. So you have your three touchdowns a regular season. I got my Super Bowl ring as a rookie, so fuck you. Right. Um, Agreed. What about... uh? You know, I, I was... This my the second one. Do you think, Dave? Based on my performance on At Destination Bourbon, episode fifty nine of Flight Football and anything else, yeah, I I was enamored, enjoyed, I was thrilled with my second. Uh, what what do you think? TB twelve's uh, Super Bowl party.
1: I didn't his Super Bowl party. You well, mean the, the, the boat? You mean the yeah, the boats? The, yeah, and the,
0: the the celebration, the p- parade, not the parade, party, the parade. Oh. I thought it was great. It, it was great. It he was different. He's he throwing, throwing, throwing the Lombardi throwing.
1: trophy to another boat. And then did you like, see
0: after, though, because he's, he's fucking drinking tequila like a madman. I didn't know. Oh, didn't. and then you didn't see the, the clip of them, like somebody like carrying him? No. Like, oh, yeah, it's classic. And I'm like, oh, oh, hey. Oh, really? You know, so I'm considering myself the goat of podcasting because, <laughs> you know, the goat of quarterbacks yeah. got himself all fucked up and lit up. <laughs> Then hey, I was on Destination Bourbon and yeah. I pulled a Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see that one. But like I, I said,
1: I didn't watch any shows this week or any. I don't watch any TV this week, so it was hard to. If I would have seen a clip, well, like that was on basically YouTube. social
0: media more yeah. than TV. But yeah, well, um, actually, falls in the same. Genre. I think we got to get this straight, Dave. Okay. Since destination our, our appearance on Destination oh, was Bourbon weeks. was episode fifty nine before the Super Bowl, I think Tom Brady pulled a mic. I think. You know, it always happens, doesn't it? Yes. I think Tom, Someone... Brady, I think Tom Brady pulled a mic. I think,
1: I, I don't know what to make of this because it always seems to happen like this where, you know, somebody is somebody's getting the word out to the who's who's of this world and saying, you know what, Mike Peters is doing this shit. You got to do it too if you want to keep Tom up. Tom Brady
0: said, well, if you can get away with it, I definitely can get away with it. I've got seven Super Bowl rings. <laughs> um, all right, uh, one last, um, well, Actually, I have two more Super Bowl notes, but one Tom Brady. Uh, the old TV twelve is a goat. All right.
1: Last. By the way, I, I keep every time you say that I keep thinking you're saying TV twelve, and I'm like, what the hell does this, oh what the hell does a small no. TV station in Flint have to do with this?
0: <laughs> no, <a> TV. <TB. laughs> and uh, so we did episode sixty. It was Saturday before the Super Bowl, and to steal a phrase from my one of my favorite podcasts, Spit and Chicklets, you know. We were pumping Tom's tires pretty good. Or, to use at the Fishman 8's line of thinking, you know, we were gargling those balls pretty good. So, my question to you is this. All right. No denying, although ESPN.com, again, our pod leading the way ahead of its time, ESPN.com says Wayne Gretzky, who I had third on my goats right. behind Jordan and Brady, mm-hmm. ESPN.com had Gretzky ahead of Brady on the goat of goats. But anyway, be that as it may, that's not the argument here. And he's great. 7-3 and in the Super Bowl speaks for itself. But we pumped his tires. We gargled his balls. Whatever. Let's flip the coin and look on the other side of it. Okay. In New England... had a pretty good situation now he didn't always have the greatest talent but he had a very good head coach yep and a great owner that let the people below him run the team and run the business and they had all players buying in so he had a great situation there yep and even though i was wrong and i said the patriots would do better than the bucks this year and the bucks won the super bowl he went into a pretty decent situation in tampa bay so tb12 is a go no question 7-3 Seven three in the Super Bowl. Can't argue that. My take or my question or what do you think, Dave, is what if he would have put Tom Brady on the Lions? The Bengals? The Jaguars. The Bears.
1: The Browns. The
0: uh
1: Yeah. And
0: the Brown the Browns and the Bears would probably <clears throat> be the closest, but how would he have done with the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Lions? Um the Jets. The Jets. Uh, Miami? Nah. Miami. Yeah, Miami, yes. How would he have done on any of those teams? So, yes, he's great. Yeah. No denying I'm not disputing the fact he's great, as we talked at length right. in episode 60. Right. But he's also picked some pretty good situations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's been able to. Um, no, I mean, like, you know, what being a – michigander and you know watching the lions year in and year out it seems to be a black hole of talent uh, now you could say uh megatron uh stafford um you know they traded sue which ended up on he ended up on the,
0: tampa, on the bay. tampa
1: bay and won a super bowl um yeah they just for whatever reason you know can't get it done in detroit so i don't see any reason why tom brady gets if he started if he played for Detroit. I don't think the Honolulu Blue would have been in the Super Bowl. I right. don't even think – they may have not even been in the playoffs.
0: Well, that I mean, that's the what-if factor of sports that makes sports such a great debate is, you know, because who knows? I mean, and, you know, draft Joe Burrow, bring Brady over so Burrow can learn behind Brady. Right. And is it Brady's knee who gets shredded, or does Brady – I mean, there's no way Brady wins the Super Bowl with Cincinnati. Right. I, I mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> can argue that. So, right. I guess my point is, and it's my point ballot, I guess is what I'm asking you, is like, as great as he is, you know, he has been in some right. pretty well, advantageous situations, don't you think? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's now, you know, someone else can argue too, especially when you're playing with team sports and things like that. Like, you know... Uh, Greatest of all times, or great players, or people that know what the hell they're doing—they tend to surround themselves with, you know, the talent and the, the the people that they need in order to succeed. So, I mean, he's obviously very good at doing that as well. Which this whole argument kind of, or this whole discussion, centers around what we were talking about last time, where you know, if you're comparing team sport players you know, and their GOAT status versus individual sport players in their right. GOAT status where it's, you know, they're ch- kind of out there all on their own and uh, sinking or swimming. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, if, if if there was no choice in the matter, and like you said, he went to one of those teams, the Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, it, no, I mean, it probably would have been a boon if, if uh, you know, like a, a Detroit or Cincinnati would have made the playoffs.
0: Right, so, all right, yeah, we're. I mean, I guess it'd be interesting. I mean, if he would have been there, like, what would you know? What would the difference? Like, would the, would the Bears? I mean, like I said, the Bears and the Browns are probably the two teams that would have been like, well. I mean, they both did make the playoffs and won. You know, the Browns actually won a
1: game in the playoffs. Well, they got a a pretty talented quarterback, and so maybe Brady could have done something with that.
0: Right, that's what I mean. So the Browns and the Bears are probably the team that – and actually, I think Brady had it down to Tampa, Chicago, and the Raiders, I think it was. Okay, right. And and there's a lot of –
1: there's something about him on the team where he's going to these teams where – uh, he is given autonomy, or oh, a yeah. lot of autonomy, and there's something about there's something to be said about leadership style, and and you you know he's taken in. Um, all right, I'm gonna brain fart on who Antonio he took. Brown. Yeah, he took in an Antonio Brown, and you know, doing things like that, kind of walk in the talk, if you will. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm yeah. gonna build this team. We're all gonna build each other up. We're all gonna support each other. Shit, you need a place to live. Come on and live with me. We're, let's and, make this happen.
0: And he told him flat out when he moved in the house, he said, no masturbating on your therapist's back.
1: <laughs> you know, so he, he said Antonio. Was straight, that rule number one? Yeah, that was rule number one. If you're living with me, there's no masturbating
0: on your uh, therapist's back.
1: Rule number two, no masturbating on anybody's back. <laughs> um, rule number three, refer, refer to rule number one and two.
0: All right. Now, here's one that isn't really a what-do-you-think, Dave. It's me hurting my shoulder, patting myself on the back. So, I'm sure you saw the streaker in the Super Bowl. Yep. All right. Well, like on Monday or Tuesday, it came out that Yuri Andrade placed a $50,000 prop bet at plus 750 that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. <laughs> While attending the game, Yuri's mate distracted stadium security, which gave him a clean path to run onto the field himself. He was eventually arrested by local police, but paid the $1,000 to get out of jail. Once free, his bet was cashed in, and he received a whopping $375,000. Now, um, the, afore- the aforementioned loyal listener, Nick Witzke, sent that to me. And I told Nick, I said, well... I got a take on that, but I'm going to save it for the pod. You know, you, you, you got to get, you get your listeners to listen. I mean, right. You, you got to throw out that little carrot there. Um, loyal listener, if he's reminded, Brian Adams is my only witness to this. Okay. And he, he you know, he can... He's a pretty I, honest guy, so I, I'll believe him. And by the way, that's Brian Adams, the guy that w- works with me, not the singer. Um, <laughs> I don't know the singer. So, anyway, my take on it was that... They're, they're, he's not going to be able to collect on that bat. no because they're going to look at that as almost like point shaving
1: insider trading
0: exactly yep and sure enough, um it came out um, Super Bowl streaker can't collect three hundred seventy five thousand from bet he made on his own stunt. The streaker who interrupted Super Bowl 55 on Sunday by flashing across the field may see another interruption in his future that will impact his bank account. With 5.03 left in the fourth quarter, the Buccaneers leading Kansas City 31-9. The streaker, Yuri Andrade, got out of the field and became, began running around trying to elude stadium security and staff in the process. MassLive.com reports Andrade was arrested for misdemeanor, trust bet and released on a $500 bond. According to front office sports AJ Perez, Andrade placed a $50,000 bet with Bovada, an offshore sports book, on a prop bet that someone would get on the field during the game. Perez added that Bovada had a $1,000 betting limit on the prop bet, and Andrade later said that he told friends that he was planning on doing it. With the odds being at seven fifty, dollars Andrade was slated to win $375,000 for his stunt. However, Bovada says it would investigate each wager and void any of the streaker bets made by Andrade or any other person involved with the stunt, meaning the sportsbook would not pay the money. Perez said one person who placed an $800 bet and won $6,000 was told he would not receive the money and and his Bovada account was closed. Mm. So um, so I am patting myself on the back because when Nick texted me the thing that he won the $375,000, and I told Nick, I said, well, I got a take on that. You have to listen to episode 61. And then Brian Adams, I told Brian Adams what my take was, and then Brian Adams sent me the story that I just read to you guys. So... Hats um, off to you, Mike. Hey, thanks. So but would you agree or disagree with that ruling? Well,
1: I no, I would agree with it because it's, you know, you can't, like it's a prop bet. So he made the bet, right? right. It's not like the bet was out there already and said, oh, look, hey, they're. No, it was got-
0: out there. It, they, Bavada had it out there that somebody would be on the field. And then he bet on it. Okay. And then he did it. And Bavada looked at that as like, hey, okay, well, you fucking fix that.
1: Yeah, that that would be fixing. But what about the other people that just that didn't fix it?
0: They didn't pay it though because it was tampered with. Uh, They don't. Yeah, yeah, the the guy that would have the guy that would have won six thousand dollars. I think his money should have been paid. That's what I'm saying. The guy that ran out of the field. No, that would hit Yeah, exactly.
1: No, 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 no. So, but yeah, I I don't. You know, if you're gonna put a bet out there, I mean, how how could you ever prove? I guess you could... If a person actually ran out there just for kicks and giggles for their 15 minutes of fame or whatever, and you could prove that they never, ever made a bet or never, ever called any of the people that placed a bet.
0: Right. Well, this guy kind that of would about it that he... Oh, I he, understand
1: yeah. that. I'm just saying it like, you know, in the future. And Rob
0: Gronkowski said that she should actually sign him because he had some pretty good <laughs> pretty moves good, Pretty good wheels. <laughs> right. Um. And finally... What do you think? Baseball's rules. They're essentially sticking to the COVID rules in 2021 as they did in 2020. Uh, Extra innings start with a runner on second. Doubleheader, seven innings. That's courtesy of former listener Brandon King. I don't think he listens anymore. I have to send him this since he got a shout-out. I'll send him the link to listen to this one. Uh, What's your take on the baseball rules?
1: I think they have to do it for appearances and for just to to keep the the segment uh, you know the loyal fans that probably don't appreciate it like you they're probably going to still keep watching still keep you know do the fantasy leagues and they won't like it but they'll probably stick with it but to keep those that side of the the their fan base that would you know if things went to normal and and they might not or you know they might disagree with it Because that fan that's going to disagree with, oh, they should be masked. Oh, they should, you know, they should be social distancing while playing baseball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, those are going to be the ones that won't watch and won't, you know, they'll stomp their
0: feet and. Well, I don't even give a fuck about the social distancing in that. It's like because actually you're wrong on because this is the first year in a number of years I am not running my fantasy baseball league. Okay. Because of this being the major reason of it, right?
1: Okay, and it's
0: like, all right, that's not even baseball. So why don't we have ghost runners? You know, you know <laughs> they, right. they, that way they're they're really social. This <laughs> like, all right, well, this guy hit a double. Okay, there's a ghost runner on second, and then like if you're you're a man, it, it worked it, for us when we were little. If you're a man down, you play without a right field. and If they hit it to right field, they're out. You right? I mean, and then sandlot rules. I, I even have an even greater idea that will be great for everybody. Make-A-Wish Foundation. You know, little Timmy's dying of whatever ailment he has. Fucking let him bat. Let him bat the extra innings with a runner on second. Fuck, what a memory that would be. (laughs) You know, I knocked in the game-winning run and died. You know, oh, as I got to first base, I dropped dead. I mean, that's what—what what better way to what better way to end your life than I fucking knocked in the winning run for the New York Yankees against the Boston Red Sox? As the Yankees called me down, as a Make a Wish Foundation, and I was a pinch hitter. I knocked a single into the left field. And winning run scored. I got to first base and I died. Boy, wouldn't that be – that would be a hoot. That would really boost the ratings for baseball. I,
1: I love how when you get angry, you always go to death. That seems
0: see that I mean, that's the death of baseball. Yeah. Run, I mean, oh, yeah. hey, we're in extra innings. We don't want anybody to get hurt and – well, obviously, as we've told three episodes ago, after ten o'clock, COVID is really on the prowl. Because once game gets to X ray it's just like who, don't want anybody to get sick or everything. Just put a guy on second base. Right. Fuck, start a guy middle between third and home, and just say hey, right. you know you can't throw home. You know, flip a coin for that man. It's just, all these dumbass rules. I mean, these aren't I, mean, I mean, there's going to be the start of the season. Some of the teams are going to have fans, whatever. I mean, that. but how does starting a runner on second base, how, yeah. how is that even COVID-related? It's, uh, it's, it's just, I mean, if you want it, because no, I've always said for I think years. We put the,
1: I think we put that under COVID logic, if I remember at the.
0: Well, I've actually put it under stupid logic of life in general <laughs> Is because if everything is, the beauty of baseball is like when at the Fishman and I go to uh, our season opener <laughs> in Cleveland, I don't ever want the fucking eighth inning to come because I want the I want to sit and drink as much as I possibly can. And then hey, if I pass out after the eighth inning and they stop serving beer, who cares? Because we didn't drive to the game. We just have to he just has to kind of guide me <laughs> back to the hotel. Right. And but but everything is a time constraint. It's like oh you know what? If they're in the 14th inning and you gotta work the next day. Leave, Leave. fucking get out. See ya. All right. Now I'll, you know, now I don't have to keep my knees together. I'll, I'll hunker down and really watch the game. I mean, it's you know, running upset. You know, it's just it's the universal DH doesn't upset me as much because I think that you know hitting the right. baseball is one of the hardest things to do, and if you're Edgar Martinez and David Ortiz, the purest of the pure. We'll say, well, those guys only could do one thing. And it's like, well, they did the hardest thing in sports, though, so, and they did it quite well. So I have no problem with the universal DH. But the the seven-inning doubleheaders, okay, yeah, for the Loons game, fine. Who cares? Ain't nobody give a shit about a Loons doubleheader anyway. Right. This is the major leagues. <laughs> Play the game and keep it the way it was. Major League Baseball, the, baseball is nothing but history.
1: There you have it. So, there you have it. That's a t-shirt, Mike.
0: Yes, I like it.
1: Yeah, I do too. Love and it. then on the back, we'll put to...
0: rehabs for Quitters.
1: <laughs> that and right below it, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough.
0: Exactly. All right, you're up first rating this. All right, well, as the listeners know, when you do 61 pods, three beers of pods, 383 beers, obviously you can't keep every, every ranking in your head. So I go on a... Pod bases, basically. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, like the, the palate one day is like, oh, well, this is really good. And then maybe two weeks from now, I'll be like, mm, don't really like this as much. You know, It's how sure. you're feeling. <clears throat> um, did that drinkability, there was enough toffee to it, but I did not like it as much as the Dark Horse, so I cannot give it the 3.48, so I will give it a 3.36.
1: All right. Um, I did like it a little bit better than the dark horse, to be quite honest with you. Um, cause I just got a, I got a little bit of the, the English toffee note. Um, of course it's, you know, it's got it all over the can that it's, uh, it's got milk and sugar and cocoa and it's got all those good things in it. So I'm going to go a little bit above the dark horse and I'm going to go 3.80. Okay. Okay. And uh, our friends at Untapped, brrr, brrr, oh, not as many check-ins. Wow, one thousand five hundred ninety-eight check-ins, and the Untapped rating is three point six zero.
0: So once again, we split the difference. Yeah, split the difference. I was .24 under, and you were point two over. Yeah. So
1: I might be feeling generous tonight, but.
0: Um, you know and like i said I, I i didn't mind it but like i said if we weren't doing a podcast and we were at your house and you had two more beers left in the fridge and said hey mike you're my guest um i got another uh um english toffee milkshake stout or another crooked tree right w- which one you want i ah fucking give me the crooked tree yeah so
1: understandable good choice Well, and hopefully this one will be a good choice, Mike. The next tasting is Batch 69, American IPA from Frankenmuth Brewery in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, A beater stain. (laughs) It comes in at 6.9%. And guess, uh, you know, I I bet you can guess how many IBUs.
0: 69. (laughs) And that's a whole segment in and of itself, David. (laughs)
1: So, uh, thus the batch 69. Like I you we're not going there. No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, we're not going to go there right, right now. Uh-oh. uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You got it over the cooler. That's good. Crap, here, you want a
0: glass? That's not good. Boy, another, uh... What's with the bottles today? I, I don't know. All right, well...
1: See if I can. Not... That's what
0: that's what usually happens when I'm in a '69. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, you. Uh,
1: a little bit running down the hand there. That's what she said. <laughs> I think actually the listeners got a good uh, heard that one.
0: Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because there's no way. I mean, if a uh, crooked tree. Well, that's what happens when the Crooked Tree gets into 69. I mean, <laughs> because. But now, perhaps Crooked Tree was shook up on the walk from the south to the north studio, but Batch 69 has sat and sat and sat for the l- in- entirety of this. Uh, Jesus. Have That's you found horrible. him as your Lord and Savior? See, I think that was a, that was a, she a primitive. She it was probably a prod, It was. She was. Oh my! Holy God. shit! That is. There is no beer in that motherfucker, Dave. That is nothing but ad. Oh.
1: Oh man. <laughs> we got to bring in the bounty.
0: Yes. No free ads. All right, well, hey, I'm going to give you, I'm going to go to question number two from my mom. I think she, I think my mom wanted this as a random question to keep me talking, to keep me away from the crooked trees in 69. Um, But here's one that possibly, I know what it's from, but possibly you will not. All right. You didn't weigh the chain, did you, Doc?
1: Uh, oh! didn't weigh the chain, did you, Doc?
0: It's probably uh, a 70s movie. Oh. At, at, at most recent, it's very, very early 80s, but I think it's a 70s movie. Um,
1: yeah, I'm probably not going to get it.
0: You've had to have seen it, though. Um, let me give you another line from the movie, um... As we're waiting, could we, uh, listeners? We could be waiting typ- for a while. Typically, we toast our beer, our selections by now. But I mean, there there was a uh, major malfunction here at the North Studio, so we're waiting for a little bit of a subtleization of the uh, the pour. Um, let's see. It's not Jaws. No. Um, She's something of a cunt, isn't she, Doc? Keep talking what, about Doc, what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, eh, she likes a rigged game. Oh, this isn't um
1: Saturday Night Fever, is it? Nope, I've got my time period, right?
0: If I, yeah, if I'd have given you a Saturday Night Fever, I'd have said, Hey, what you almost broke my pussy finger. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs>
1: oh, man, Doc, you keep saying Doc. I don't, uh, um. That's got to be a, a a big. The
0: vote. The chief just voted. It was ten to nine. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna count these fucking morons, are you? Um, I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. On the it's lead not blazing kid. saddles. No, I'm drawing a blank on the leading lead character's name in and the show. Um, uh, where the nurse. I can't give you her name because then you'll know. Know it right away. She says.
1: Probably some people screaming into there. But Mister.
0: Their... Uh... Oh. F- what is his anyway, Mr. So and so? There are 23 people in this ward, and the majority, of, it needs to be a majority of the chance. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna count these fucking idiots, are you? That's a paraphrase of the line, but you get to
1: Bill Murray's not in the movie, nope,
0: is he? And uh, and then all right, and then he starts recreating the scene, he's like. He's going to do the World Series because they want to watch the World Series on TV and he's going to do the World Series. He's like, Kofax's curveball is snapping off like a fucking firecracker.
1: I may not have seen this movie.
0: One Flew Over the Cuckoo's
1: Nest. Oh, Jesus. I, I saw parts of it once. Sorry. Parts of
0: it once? Holy fuck. That's a classic. If you yeah. and Shelly want to I've like...
1: never seen the whole thing through. Let's By the way, did you way. ever
0: figure out what movie I mentioned that no. I said you and Shelly might like? Whether no. Actually, so let's go on record. You and Shelly have to watch one flew over the Koopa's nest. There you go. Fucking classic. Oh yeah. Even and I'm I'm George sure,
1: Nicholson, right? Or Jack. Or Jack. You George know. Nicholson. Who who the hell is George Nicholson? <laughs> Jack's brother,
0: maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I know.
1: Oh, George Nicholson was a kid I graduated from high school with. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, that wasn't him. Um
1: Jack Nicholson.
0: To th- Jesus. To this day. <laughs> Even after seeing it, the very end of that movie, I still get goosebumps watching the very end of that movie. Classic, classic movie. Actually, kind of embarrassed you haven't seen it. Yeah, right. But, uh, so, um, what was I going to say before we went to the random question? Oh, fuck. Got off on a tangent here with a terrible poor. This will go, episode 61 is going to go down with. Without question, the worst pours of.
1: I mean, look at that. I still can't.
0: Right. You still can't drink it. Oh, all right. Well, let's go back to the pickup line that we had from segment one. And I get laughed at, shunned, scoffed because I am Catholic. And during Lent, which, by the way, starts Wednesday because Tuesday is Fat Tuesday, Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. And generally speaking, I give up something for Lent every year. Now, my wife and I have been together. We married in '92, so eight and twenty. It'll be twenty-nine years this October. Dated for three years, so we've been together thirty-two years. Mm-hmm. If memory serves, yeah, I don't know how she's put up with me. Yeah, you know, I'm. Me being alive is actually only attributed to her because I would either be Dead or probably still living in my mom's basement without her. So thanks, Les. Love you. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Um, so, 32 years. I'm going to say, if memory serves, all but one of the Lent, I gave up pop for Lent. Okay. And, and it's supposedly the 40 days of Lent, but because Sunday is kind of like a day of rest, but I never would drink pop on Sunday. I would give it up from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday. Okay. And um, now, this year, I'm kind of debating on whether or not I'm going to give up pop. Simply because I really only have, I have my one, I have my Diet Coke that I bring to bed with me. Right. Usually there's two drinks, and then if I get up to, to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I'll take a pull of a room temperature Diet Coke at 2.45 in the morning. So that would be that would be missed, but for the most part, I don't drink the pop that I used to drink because like early on in our relationship, I, I would drink a, probably close to a 12-pack of pop a day. No oh, wow. Whether it was Fountain Pop from 7-Eleven or McDonald's, wow. a 20-ounce uh, cans that we right. bought at home. I mean, it would probably be the equivalent of 144 ounces <laughs> every day. Um, so giving it up for Lent was quite a challenge. right. I mean, but now it's almost like if I give up pop for Lent, I might, I might as well just throw in um, asparagus, too. It's <laughs> like, well, hey, you know, I'm giving up pop and asparagus. It's like, I wouldn't yeah. even know if I missed give. I, I wouldn't right. even know if I ate asparagus. Throw <laughs> in some Brussels sprouts, right. too,
1: yeah.
0: So my big question is, as my mom's thinking, well, why don't you give up beer? There ain't no fucking way in the world I'm giving up beer. Right. So... My question is, can I give up coffee? Oh.
1: You drink like a pot in the morning, don't you?
0: I drink eight cups to start my day. Yeah. And then iced coffee throughout, and I usually have a cold brew at night before I go to bed.
1: How is that possible?
0: Don't know, but it is, and I do it. So that would be the challenge. Now, I don't know, and I've never failed in the 32 years I've been with Liz. I've never, I've never, it's like, hey, I'm giving this up, and I've made it.
1: I'm laughing even harder right now because I'm picturing you giving up coffee, and you know those <laughs> little dogs, almost like a shaved Pomeranian or yep. something, that's just sitting there and it's like it's it's shaking, yeah. it's jittering, oh, you know think, what I mean, I and it just looks first, so nervous and like
0: <laughs> the first three days, I'd probably have a headache.
1: Oh, I think I think yeah. you'd have more than a headache. I think you'd go straight into the DTS by the third so, day.
0: So, um, deba- but like I said, it's almost a cop out to give up pop. Right. when you're drinking one a day, it's like, okay, well, big deal. Right. I mean, right. at that yeah. point, it's like, I might as well give up sex.
1: But, it... <laughs> 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 but is
0: it is it one a day religiously, though? No. Not religiously. But okay. Well, the one at night is pretty religious. Like, okay. you know, I'll yeah. bring it to me bed. Yeah. And, you know, I usually have one drink before I go, to, you know.
1: Did you just say bring it to me bed?
0: No, I bring it to the bed. Okay. Right. Well, not to the bed. The, I understand. The, I understand. The dresser yeah. next. No, I didn't to
1: know it. if you were going Irish on me or something. Oh no, um, I'm bringing it, it to my bed. And
0: then a lot of times I don't even finish it to the next morning when I take my allergy pill. Okay. And then it's flat as fuck by then. Oh yeah. So it's
1: disgusting by then. So
0: no, it's not disgusting. I, I I finish it. Don't get me wrong. But anyway, so I want you know, so I don't know. I should. Well, I guess I should have asked that lady who hit on me this morning <laughs> about. You know, that was the most important. I should have said, no, the most important decision I'm going to make is Wednesday when I decide whether or not I'm giving up coffee for lunch. I don't,
1: know, you, maybe, but you're going to have to find a substitute. I don't think, you know. Well,
0: no, if I, if I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Right. Doing but it. does
1: that mean you can't drink tea or something like that? You're going to need the caffeine because well, no, you're going what, to be hurting.
0: Uh, no, but see, because yeah, I never gave up pop, and then all of a sudden just drank twenty-two monsters a day. I mean, that would that just defeats the purpose. True. I mean, that's almost like yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to snort cocaine anymore, but I'll fucking shoot heroin. <laughs> I mean, it's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's like, well, see, you're probably better off just snorting the cocaine. <laughs> right. So anyway, right. hey, I think we can finally uh, toast batch sixty-nine. Don't you? Know? I think we. Cheers. Cheers. Um, I think our listeners need to know Batch sixty nine, Dave. I believe was pre pod days where we would get together at each That's, other's house, right? And we don't, we you know, we'd bring a six pack of one flavor. And I believe we had Batch sixty nine back then. I we think never we did. we've never rated on the pot. I don't think
1: no. So that was not last summer, but the summer before that.
0: Alright, so I challenge the listeners each and every week, reach out to us on Twitter at epodffa, and hey, share a beer that you've sampled that we may not have tried, give us your rating, suggest it, that we try it and we'll rate it, or even more important, send us your random question because 61 episodes in, Dave and I are at our wits end coming up with random questions. And again, courtesy of Chuck McPeak, Chuck McPeak is almost like the executive producer of this pod because he he does have yeah. he does have a lot of insight to it. So, and we have discussed this, but we're gonna we're gonna revisit it because in sixty one episodes, thoughts, feelings, decisions change from time to time. Yeah. just, oh, just yeah. like we said, our palate for tasting beer can change from week to week. So, today's random question is. If you were offered immortality, would you take it? Is the first part. And if so, and let's say the immortality came with your age that you're at that you want your immortality. So, in right. other words, if you want to be a three-year-old for forever, right? You can be a three-year-old. Sure. So, do you take immortality? And if you do, at what what age? what age are you going to take the immortality at? Wow,
1: deep question, Mike. Chuck. Chuck. Oh, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, yeah. So you asked the question, but through but it was yeah, Chuck's yeah. question. So good question, Chuck. Oh, boy. Do I take the immortality? It's kind of interesting. If I could stay at a certain age, I would probably go back to right around, well, in the mid-20s anyway, 20, 25 to 28-ish. Would I take it? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I don't know. Not really knowing what's on the other side, you know. Uh, some people might consider it pussing out because who knows? I mean, that probably probably the deeply religious people. Um, yeah, I guess I would take it. No. And, I, and i 28 years old.
0: Right. And no, that's not pussing out because that's actually what I told Chuck. I was like, well, that's probably all my random... Thoughts on death and that is because probably because I'm scared to death of death. So fuck yeah, I want to live forever. Okay. Um, See, I'm not I, scared of death though. I don't know. I I didn't. I said perhaps that's oh, why. Perhaps yeah, I that's said, why I got you. But I I would. I don't know if I'd go back to 28. I'm 53 now. I kind of like the. I, I kind of like my life right now.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I would... and,
0: but because you're young, you're we're still young enough where. You know, we're yeah, relevant, right? But we're old enough where we've got some experience of the living and the yeah, living. Maybe
1: at 28, you know, you wouldn't be taken serious enough, right? But if you were living forever, though,
0: right? So, you're gonna, I, I don't think I'd stay at 53, but I'd probably, too many aches and pains at 50. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna probably go the 35 to 40 range, all right? And, and like, see, and Chuck's take, and Chuck says he's not, he's not taking the immortality. Because, like, what if you're sentenced to life in prison? Or what yeah. if you're in an accident and you lose your eyes? Like, do you want to live forever and not be able to see anything? Oh. And I said, well, now you're fucking throwing too many monkey wrenches yeah, into your a, fucking But there's a lot of wrinkles in, in there, yeah. But, but, hey, I mean, if you live forever, you're going to encounter some obstacles, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, well, with that question, you almost assume like all of a sudden, if you're living forever, you're kind of like Wolverine or one of these other like the Highlander or some of these other characters that you know pretty much can't or don't get hurt. But yeah, if you're if you're susceptible to injury but not death, then yeah, that that puts a different wrinkle in it.
0: Well, that for me it doesn't. It's like fuck it. I'm rather, You know, I want to be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna gamble at forty. Yeah. I'm gonna be able to sidestep sure and the only and you might say well and a lot of people's drawback to living forever is like well you wouldn't know anybody but at forty you should be able to go out and meet new people. Yeah. I mean yeah sure it would suck that your family and real close friends. Yeah. You know, but, True. you know, you you would find somebody else to do this podcast with or vice versa. And, right, but you and And I, then that person would die and then <laughs> I would find somebody else to do the podcast right. with. And But
1: you and I are not introverts, though. An introvert would be scared to death of that kind of, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, Chuck's not an introvert either, I'd, you know, but. Eh, yeah,
1: probably not. I mean, you no, know, he probably wouldn't be. I don't know. It, that's a tough question. And, you know, life on the other side might be pretty badass. Who knows? It could be my forever. Are you a roller coaster person? person? Yes. You are? Yes. Okay, Millennium Force at Cedar Point? That's my favorite. Okay, mine too. So I'm just thinking like, you know, the first time, if you can remember, being going up to the top of Millennium Force
0: or... Actually, I was with uh, Mike Klein. I was on the... Oh, really? Mike Klein, I believe. Yep.
1: Uh, That's pretty cool.
0: Who, by the way, not to interrupt your thought and everything, Mike Klein will be not... We're not YouTubing anything. Not on Destination Bourbon... Or anything, but Mike Klein will be our sixth guest. Sixth, I think. Yeah, Mike yeah. Klein will be our sixth guest, unless life happens and one of us can't make it. But episode 62 will be Mike, Dave, and Mike. Um,
1: First time going to the top of that roller coaster or stop our, our top speed dragster. Uh, one of those, either one of those, where all of a sudden you're just, you're really you're out of your mind you're just like what am i doing in here you the know top, what i mean
0: And then top thrill drags i was more afraid to go on top because i've only done top thrill dragster one time
1: okay i've done it a few
0: and i was petrified i'm mean, like because you know, everyone's because even while i'm watching the car would get most of the way up and then come back down <laughs> right but I got we, lucky in so, my
1: three attempts where yeah,
0: The one t- attempt I was at. But then the the thing, the negative about that was like, I mean, it was a rush, but you were coming down the hill before you oh. really even knew what happened. Yeah. Whereas Millennium Force, um, so actually, hey, let's seg- segue into a second random question. Talk about random. This is random as it gets. Other rides such as Millennium Force, are right. you a front car guy or a rear car guy?
1: I'm more of a front car guy.
0: See, one time, yeah. If if you say you can ride it one time and then this ride is going to be blown up and you can never ride it again, right? I'm with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go front car because I mean, and i I did ride Millennium Force in the front car one time, and that hill, <laughs> as you're looking, I mean, you literally think you're fucking falling out of the car. Yeah. And, um, but now that, it,
1: that's my, that's my, that's, that's my example of what death might be like, you, you know what I mean? Right. In, in terms of depending on how you go, if you have a chance to like stare into the abyss. Oh yeah. For that second going, holy shit. What, what is going to happen next?
0: Exactly. Um, but like I said, so now, but if you're going to ride the millennium force 40 times in a row. Sure. I'm going to go the rear car because the rear car is the fastest car because
1: you snap over the top. Yeah,
0: the front car is all, is already not halfway down the descent of that hill, but I mean the front car is all the way already down the hill. Yeah, as the rear car is right at the top, and once she lets loose, the rear <laughs> car is getting the full speed of it. But yeah, that view is just unbelievable. Yeah, and I, uh, Mike, if you listen to this episode. And I forget, bring it up at 62. I'm almost positive we were rode the same car together. I don't know if we were in the front car. Um, you got to write that yeah, down. <laughs> let, let me... Uh, Yeah, Yeah, but kill airtime here. Yeah, I will. No,
1: but uh, but if uh, even if you're not a roller coaster person, Millennium Force is so smooth.
0: Oh, yeah. This the elevator. It
1: literally. I mean, if you if you think of uh, any kind of a like an aircraft that could bank and turn and and you know you're flying through the air, um, it's amazingly smooth. Not like the old coasters or you know Um, the big wooden ones or Magnum.
0: Uh, yeah, the mag- actually, the Magnum, if I don't quote me on the footage, but... I
1: think I needed Millenn- a neck brace. M- Millennium
0: Force, I th- want to say, is close to 300 feet. Okay. And Magnum is 200 mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. The 200 feet on the Magnum is way fucking scarier than the 300 <laughs> feet going up on the Millennium Force.
1: Because what? it's just
0: so... And the Millennium Force is an elevator cable that it's just so smooth and gets you up there quick. Right. Whereas you know magnum is a
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're getting a back adjustment in my time. uh
0: in my big fear on roller coasters a lot of people's fear is like if it goes off the track and he die right. that's not my fear my fear is getting stuck at the top at the top because i i ain't fucking waiting <laughs> six hours to get me down because i'm gonna i'm gonna manage to get it out myself and more than likely it's not gonna end well <laughs> But I'm not fucking sitting up 400, 300 feet in the air waiting for somebody to get me out. And even, I don't care if they go over the megaphone, sir, get in your car, sir. Like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm walking down these stairs. But yeah, that's my biggest, you know, getting stuck, you know, hey, if the fucking thing falls off the track, you know, you're going to have like, Four seconds of terror.
1: And then lights out. Exactly.
0: But on the top, the terror of being there, it'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so the terror terror of terror is more terrifying than the two seconds of terror before death. I can imagine since I've never experienced either one of them. Right.
1: Are we at a point where we can rate this?
0: I think we are and hey that was one that was a random question from a a loyal listener that segued into another random question that leads into conversation for episode 62 so that arguably is the greatest random question in 61 episodes
1: i think that can be in the conversation for sure winner winner chicken dinner all right so i go first on this one yes you do and i managed to to tip this back pretty good um Although I lost a, yeah, I a little say, portion yeah, of it.
0: A lot of it's all <laughs> over the place, but yeah.
1: Um did I enjoy this one the best of the night?
0: Hmm.
1: No, I did not. I'm gonna put this um just a little bit below crooked tree. I'm gonna go three point six zero.
0: Oh, I almost you almost got a you motherfucker out of me. Now, I disagree with you. On the fact that I did like this the best of the night. It had just a little bit more flavor than the Dark Horse. Okay. And why you almost got motherfucked was this is batch 69 at 6.9% alcohol with 69 IBUs. So naturally, I am going to rate it 3.69. Very good. Uh, so what did I? Where where do we go on the Untap?
1: Well, the untapped crowd. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Tick 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 at twelve thousand check-ins. Wow, that's surprising. Frankenmuth Brewery has
0: yeah, especially you know. I We'll have to look. We'll have to uh, do some research. Frankenmuth versus Rochester Mills because twelve thousand check-ins versus fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred check-ins. Yeah. Huh. Um. Three point five. Oh, so we both liked it better than our anti- we were in the middle, we split the difference on the first two, and yep. we liked it better than,
1: than the untapped crowd, yep. slightly.
0: All right. All right, well, as episode 61 winds to a close, I look down at the bottom of my glass, and I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, <laughs> you ain't got to go home. But you got to get the heck up out of here.